Okay, welcome to All Sports Tucson uh, Talk podcast here with Kim Doss as one of my um, guests here from azdesertswarm.com and Troy Hutchison with goazycats.com. Um, they were, they're in Oklahoma City covering Arizona in the Women's College World Series, which started last night, and Arizona came up short 4-2 to against uh, Oklahoma State there um, in what was really a riveting game watching on TV. So, uh, you know, again, thank you guys for being here on the podcast with me. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll open up with you, Kim. What was that like last night? Uh, we're taping this right before they play Oregon State on Friday night. So I'm getting this up before they play Oregon State. So what was that like last night um, there? Well, you know, they were a lot um, – they got – to the um, to Maxwell, the Oklahoma State pitcher, a mm-hmm. lot more than a lot of people have. Right. She had um, you know, a .83 whip going in, and she had only given up seven home runs. So the one Shirley's Palacios hit was only the eighth of the year that Maxwell had given up. Um, you know, and Hannah Bowen was able to work in and out of some jams, uh, which we've seen her do a lot in the past. It was just that. You know, that last jam she couldn't get out of. And that happens. But, I mean, we're talking about a 4-2 to two game from a team that we didn't expect to be here against one of the best pitchers in the country. Right. Um, I thought it was a very good performance by Arizona. Yeah. And, uh, Troy, what was the atmosphere like there? I, it, on TV, you could hear a lot of U of A chants, and you can see a lot of U of A fans. Of course, it's in Oklahoma, so there's going to be – more Oklahoma State fans, I would guess. But what was that? What was the atmosphere like there? You know, it, it was a great crowd. I think it was over twelve thousand, close to twelve thousand two hundred uh, for the total attendance. Um, and that stadium holds around ten to eleven thousand, so that's standing room only. Um, very loud uh, crowd from the Arizona side. You had Mike Andrea in the alumni area. Uh, so you can imagine the hype around that. Uh, TV crew, I'm sure, was pointing them out all game long. Uh, Danielle and Tool and other alums were right there. Jenny Finn screaming the whole entire time. So you really heard them the whole game. But from beginning to end, I thought the crowd was really good. And especially in that top of the seventh with Arizona trailing 4-2 to two when uh, Jasmine Perez-Chica was able to get on to lead off that inning, you really started to hear the Arizona fans at that point in time. Right, and then... Kim, you, t- you touched on the game, and uh, what a game. I mean, if it was just somebody that didn't have any tie to either game, I, I would be, you know, I would have been I would have been riveted to the screen watching it just the way the, they were uh, playing against each other and the pitchers were pitching. Um, your thoughts on how Hannah Bowen held up for the most part against Oklahoma State? Well, you know, um, they, they talked quite a bit about her – the problems with her limping around out there. So mm-hmm. she's getting through some injuries, which, I mean, the heart she's showing out there is incredible. Um, and she's she's pitching at a level that maybe we didn't see early on. And I don't know if that's just the emotion of knowing this is it for me. You know, this is my fifth year. Uh, I'll be moving on with my life after mm-hmm. my last game. Or if... It's, you know, the work they've done over the year has gotten her to a different point. But either way, 
she is she's holding up well against pitchers that have been talked about as you know the best in the country. Right. Um, it's really it's really heartening to see from an Arizona perspective to see Bo go out this way. Right. Now you you I heard the uh, the post game press conference and I heard you ask uh, Caitlin Lowe. Actually, both of you guys asked Caitlin and the players questions. And uh, Kim, you asked about leaving uh, Hannah in there, Hannah Bowen in there, going into the sixth after she had some troubles there in the fifth. Um, were you were you was that surprising to you see her stay out there going after that bases loaded jam or? What were you thinking? Because um, that was a good question to ask Caitlin Lowe about uh, the thought process of keeping her in the game. My gut feeling from watching them all year was take her out. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, they stuck with her a lot over the course of the year. So I understood that Caitlin probably wouldn't go that way. But my feeling was that they were starting to get to her. You know, she's had a lot of innings and she may not be completely healthy. So, and I really felt they needed to win that game to advance, you know, as far as I'd like to see them because of, um, you know, her needing to rest. So I, I was hoping they would take her out, but I knew Caitlin probably would not. Right. And then Troy, your thoughts about, you know, she did take, end up taking her out after the home run, um, that the three run home run for Oklahoma state, she ended up taking her out and Devin Nets came in and much the Devin's credit, she she basically closed the door there. I mean, the one one batter got on base, but she retired the other three. So, what do you, what are your thoughts about today when Arizona plays Oregon State? Is it going to be Devin out there in the circle? Um, you know, what what are your thoughts about what how she'll handle that situation, Caitlin Lowe? You know, I think she can handle it many different ways. Um, you could either start Bowen, uh, her being the senior and possibly her last start and uh, go from there and see how everything falls into place, and you can always bring Devin in. But personally, I think she's going to go with uh, Devin Nets in the circle because if you look at this season, Devin against Oregon State only pitched in an inning and a third against the Beavers, so they really haven't seen her that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, she's pitching well right now. I think her ERA for the postseason is under one. I think it's at, like, 0.59 for the postseason. Um, so she's pitching at a high level right now. And if you bring in Devin Nets, you can ride her until, you know, she gets into a little bit of trouble. And then you always have the option of bringing in Hannah Bowen uh, if you really need relief. Um, but I, I think you need to really go all out in this game and exhaust all your options. And either way you look at it, uh, if you win, no matter who you start, you're going to have an off day tomorrow. So um, I, th- I think there's a lot of options with that case, with that being the case. Right. I think, and I just wanted to add to that, sure. I think she'll start nets, but I thought Bowen had a lot of, um, was very good against Oregon State earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though they've seen her, I think she's got a good feeling about pitching against Oregon State. So I, I do think they'll go with nets, but... My feeling is that maybe Bowen has the better track record against his team. Right when when they won when Oregon State beat Arizona two out of three games uh, there what when was it back in April? April, um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, they they pitched um, a Maddie Ellish uh, with with Hannah as the starters in that series, and Devin came off in the, off the uh, in the bullpen. Um, right. So. 
Tana does have two two. I think she pitched two complete games. One of them was a five inning game, but um, you know she had. You're right. She has an experience against Oregon State, and then uh, you know maybe with you guys there in Oklahoma State, you might know this, but. What's going on with Mariah Mazan uh, with Oregon State? They won't even tell us. Um, they said it's something beyond her control is what Berg said when she was asked. Yeah. So we don't know if Mazan is going to be out there today or if it will be Hennigus again. And to be honest, they have pretty good luck against Hennigus. I mean, they run mm-hmm. ruled them right. in that last game against Oregon State. So um, they're both very good pitchers. Um, I've got questions about their ERA because I saw their official scoring in Oregon State. (laughs) (laughs) They give them lots of errors that I don't think are errors. Mm -hmm. But I still think they're very strong pitchers, even with that a little bit of question about those ERAs. Um, But I also think Arizona had some luck against, especially the freshmen. Yeah, so... It's it's winner take all, obviously, right? So I mean, like Troy said, you got to you have to use you know you're probably gonna end up using Devin Nets and Hannah Bowen unless Devin Nets is on the whole game or vice versa, right? So, right. Um, we, we, I know the game against the games against Oregon State were in Corvallis; they weren't at Hillenbrand. But um, well, just either one of you, what what do you know about Oregon State, and what should Arizona be concerned about? Well, they've got to be concerned. Oregon State, Nichols, and Dines you to death. They sack fly you and um, just try to get on, get over, get in. You know, traditional, they're not a power team. Mm-hmm. They rely on their pitching and situational hitting. Um, so they've got to be careful about all the base runners they allow during the regular season, especially with Bo. She's still allowing a lot of base runners. And Oregon State will take advantage of that. Um, they're not looking for the big inning. They're looking for just a run here and there and then to rely on their pitching. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to add to that, if Maison is not able to go today, not only does that hurt them in the circle, but that hurts them at the plate as well uh, because it's been her and Frankie Amut who have been really Oregon State's leading hitters, uh, both hitting well over 300. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maison with 12 home runs, Frankie Amut, I believe, with 15 and both sitting at 40 RBIs, um, you look up the rest of that lineup and go down that lineup, like Kim says, it's pretty scrappy lineup. They try to get on base, move people over, and hope for one big home run or one big base hit to score one or two runs and go from there. So, you know, not only is Maison going to hurt, if she's not able to go hurt Oregon State in the circle, it's going to hurt them at the plate. Oh, yeah. um, personally, I, I think it's a favorable matchup for Arizona. Arizona's defense has been playing fairly well in the postseason last night they had a few blunders that aren't usually what they've been able to do in this postseason but um if you're able to get teams to put the ball on the ground or hit weak flyouts i think that there is arizona yeah i think you know that that win that last win against oregon state over there was huge because they had just they they'd lost they started eight oh and eight and then they beat washington that last game and then they went to Oregon State and lost the two games. They were really close. And then they beat them 9-1 to in five innings. And then from there, Arizona just it seemed like they got, they're got they playing better and better. So that that was a huge win that last game there against Oregon State when they won in five innings. Um, you know, so they know they can beat Oregon State. They, they, they've done it even at their, like their lowest moments. They, they were able to beat Oregon State. Um, 
you know, what do you, what do you, uh, Kim, let me ask you this about um, the lineup. What, what do you expect from them today? What do they have to do? Cause you know, Palacios had that home run, but again, there weren't a lot of, a lot of rallies generated again by the, the lineup. Right. You know, the thing with them is they were able to get their leadoff hitter on almost every inning. I think there were only, there was maybe one or two innings that they didn't get leadoff on. Mm-hmm. So out of the gate, they're able to get something going. And then I don't know if it's the moment or what's happening, but they're not able to pass the bat. And that's really what they've got to do. Um, their leadoff is doing very well. And it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's leading off the game or whether it's Sophia Carroll, you know, later in the game getting on. Um, so they've got to take advantage of those opportunities because that's what really matters in the postseason. You, you're not going to get as many opportunities. So the ones you get, you better take care of. Right. Yeah, there, there was a lot of good starts of the innings and, and some good hits, but they just couldn't back it up. And then um, Troy – with uh, Carly Scoopin. Now, she was she was replaced by one of the Arizona by what G G right in late in the game. Right. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah, what, what were your thoughts came about in that? And so did Peanut um, as defensive replacements later. Yeah. So did, did you? Was that a surprise that Carly was taken out or not? No. No. Um, it's pretty typical that after Jimler and Scoop get what looks like their last at-bat of the game, that they're removed and um, G and Peanut come in. Um, and then because of the re-entry rule, uh, she can always put them back in. You know, so it's not it's not a, a case where they're done for the day. So I don't think it hurts them. Now, do I necessarily think that there's a huge step up defensively by doing that no i don't really um but it also gives those players an opportunity out there which keeps people happy you know um since they're not going to be they're probably not going to be batting anyway they may be a little bit better defensively um so you know why not right okay so you know it was late in the game, and I know they were trying to keep Oklahoma State down, especially putting Hannah Martinez in there as a defense replacement, too. Um, so the moves had probably had to be made there. So it was just interesting to see Carly's bat out of the lineup in that, late in that situation, too. But, you know, that's that's why Carly gets – I'm sorry, that's why Caitlin gets paid the big bucks, right, so to make those kind of decisions. I'm sure that she gets consulted right. with, with Lauren Lappin and, and so forth. But, um, yeah, so just uh, – you know, let, what are your thoughts? What, what, what do you think is going to happen tonight? I think it'll be another low-scoring affair, but I think Arizona's got a good shot here. Um, I think that they've got the kind of bats that Florida showed against um, Oregon State. So, um, you know, I I think they've got they've got a good chance of advancing today. And also, this team was here last year. Um, most of these players were. Right. Oregon State hasn't been here since 2006. Wow. Okay. What about you, Troy? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a big factor in, in this is that Arizona has played in these games. Uh, this group of players has, you know, before. I know some of the faces are different, but Oregon State has never been in these types of moments. And we saw that play out in super regionals and regionals all across the country where teams that have been in those types of moments 
found ways to win. Um, where the teams that hadn't either collapsed miserably, like Virginia Tech, or, you know, other examples where they just couldn't get it done. Um, I think this game can go one of two ways uh, tonight, and it really depends if Maison's able to go. If Maison's able to go, I think Arizona wins the game in a close one, three to one, uh, low scoring affair, but I think they have just enough offense to get it done. Maison's a very good pitcher in the circle there. And then if Maison's unable to go, like Kim said, they're able to hit their their other uh, pitcher uh, at Oregon State this season, and she's just coming off of a performance against. Um, I lost Florida. my train of thought there, Florida. Thank Florida. you, Kim. I lost my yeah. train of thought. It's just coming off of that game against Florida where she gave up seven runs, and I know a lot of it had to do with Florida chipping away, but I could see that where if she goes again, I think Arizona's going to win this game nine to one and possibly run rule Oregon State. Um, but we'll have to see because I think Maison does play a huge factor in this game one way or another. Right, that's that's a great mystery, right? Um, so if Arizona wins, you guys are there for another couple days on Sunday. Um, so, uh, you know, from an Arizona standpoint, I hope that happens. Uh, you know, it extended stay there. So, uh, but it'll be, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. And again, tonight, I really do. I think with the tension involved now, winner take all to keep on moving on it'll, it'll be a lot of fun so and i know you guys are busy so i don't want to take too much of your time getting ready for the game uh but we could do it again before sunday if arizona wins tonight and um you know i appreciate your time we'll look forward to reading you guys and look forward to the game tonight absolutely thanks for having me okay we'll yeah, see thank you so much take care thank mm -hmm. you bye-bye